Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum. I'm so pleased to have with me today the AEW Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is absolutely on fire right now and one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Uh, it's so great to hear her story and talk about where she's headed next. If you like what we're bringing you, subscribe. If you really like it, leave a review. And now, here's the interview with Thunder Rosa. Okay, we're back here on Under the Ring with pro wrestler, mom, vlogger, foodie, promoter, and uh, just a life force of positive energy, the AW Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, so happy you're with us today. Um, I'm happy to be with you guys. I just had an excellent morning, with the exception of my uh, flight that got delayed. And I cannot, I'm telling you, I cannot do this talk about with Dustin. It's been, you know, rescheduled three times already. I'm so mad. But other than that, it's been an amazing day. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I guess we'll just start with what does it mean to you uh, to be the AEW Women's Champion right now? I don't know. It's, that's a really good question. I still, I'm still trying to figure it out. It's like having the title in my hands and carrying it uh, with me in Walmart, at the courthouse, like everywhere. It's just, it's incredible because um, I, I mean, I always dreamed that I was going to be in, in, in the top of, of, of a company, but I never thought I was going to be, for me, like now it feels like it's, it's so soon, but it's not, it's been eight years in the making. So um, it's very, very special. It's uh it's such a wonderful tool that I can utilize to not only, you know, elevate myself as, as a wrestler, as a woman, uh, as an uh, entrepreneur, but also to elevate other women that are want to be in the same um, level that I am right now, and and that's what I'm like trying to figure it out. How can I how can I do that in the most positive way? You had some very different matches with Britt Baker. Uh, how do you compare and contrast them, and how do you kind of define the rivalry that you two have had? Um. Well, you know, it it, it everything that um, every match that we had, it, it was. You know, it, it escalated to the next level, right? We've, at first, we had our match, which was a, a regular, uh, you, you know, quote-unquote regular match, uh, beach break last year. And then, um, then we have the tag matches uh, in between, and then we have the big blow-off, right? For, for those, um, I don't know, it's just like, I guess the rivalry that we have, it's, it's real. Uh, and I don't think this is something that, you know, now that I have the title and, and I took the title from her, is something that is going to end. I think this is like, you know, the rock and stim uh, uh, stone call, like something something similar, or Trish and Lita, like something of, of that sort. Uh, it's just like I feel like this is never going to end. Um, but our, our matches definitely are more, we're more physical. And like in terms of we're talking about female wrestling, they were a lot more physical and we pushed a lot of boundaries that um, I don't think people were, used to see women in a mainstream media doing something of that sort, especially on the last one. Um, I've probably watched it like 10 times and I cannot tell you the amount of pain that uh, everyone that was part of that match went through from, you know, the wrestlers to the, uh, to the um, referees. Um, it was very intense and, and, and we definitely um, uh, asked him, I'm going to talk on, on, on my, on myself. Uh, we had an opportunity to elevate women's wrestling to another level again. 
And um, your style is so great. For me, one of the best things in wrestling is when, you know, it's believable and, and, and you pull it off. And, and your style is so physical and so you, you yourself are so easy to get behind. How did kind of your style develop over the course of you kind of entering wrestling and, and kind of, you know, learning who Thunder Rosa is? I think it, it all developed within what who Thunder Rosa is. It's like I wanted to be defined as an American pro wrestler. And I wanted to leave this behind, like my heritage, right? It's part of a lucha libre because I never learned how to do that when I first started wrestling. But in my travels, just like in life, when you go on travels, you, you go on in a search for yourself, right? I think the first one was when I went to Japan. That's when I had to like redefine me as Melissa Cervantes and also Thunder Rosa uh, through like tribulations that I, I went through, like some very difficult moments in my life and in my career that, you know, challenged me physic physically, spiritually, and mentally. That's what I had to accept, that Lucha Libre was going to be part of my life, and I had to learn it from the bottom up. So um, um, I had somebody that introduced me to Lucha Libre, Starfire, and because of her, I ended up going to Mexico and learning the style. And then that drove me into, you know, working in Lucha Underground, which was predominantly Lucha. So I was forced to challenge myself in a way that I felt like I didn't want to be challenged, but it was necessary because that helped me find and redefine who Santa Rosa was. That helped me to find out that, um, that it was my destiny to become a professional wrestler when I met my uncle, who, um, you know, ironically, when I told him who Santa Rosa was and I gave him a generic answer, he looked at me in the eyes and he said, when I was seven years old, my dad died watching Lucha Libre in Tijuana. I was on his lap. It's been 37 years since I watched a professional wrestling match. And I watched you in the ring. He said, Melissa, you were destined to be a professional wrestler. And that links into you doing this Day of the Dead thing that you're doing now. Everything is linked in. If you think about it, everything is linked in. So everything that I went through, and like even when, when I was denying things, I had to go through that in order to bring who I am. I am uh, a mixture of different things. I'm Mexican-American. I, I am now part of the Joshi culture, the Lucha Libre culture, American culture, because this is where all like my, my, my journeys have taken me. And I have embraced everything. And that's why I love the style that I have, because I feel like I can, I can work any style without a problem, because I understand it. And, and wrestling is, is a, a universal language. So that's, that's how I see things. And it's really like a true hybrid too, because like a little bit of MMA in there too, I would, I, I kind of see. Yeah, that added, I, I added that later on in my career when I started doing MMA and that right there, that, that experience, that's what redefined me as a person and as a wrestler. You mentioned the, the connection with Lucha Libre. I don't think you've, have you wrestled a lot in Mexico in your career or, or do no. you kind of desire to bring the, this version of Thunder Rosa to Mexico at some point? No, I didn't. I only, I only wrestled in Tijuana one time. I wrestled in Mexico city in front of the, in front of like 3000 people. I, I defended one of my first titles there. I still have the picture. I think I wrestled like three times, but it was when I first, very first started. So like that, the first time that I went there, I wrestled in front of 20 people. And I was like, wow, like, it's really not a lot of support for women's wrestling. And that's what, again, that was one of the things that drove me the most to, like, start my own stuff, too. Just rewinding a bit, how did you end up in pro wrestling? Was this something you were always interested in, or is it something you picked up later on? 
No, I picked it up later on. I was like 27 when I first started like playing with the idea of becoming a professional wrestler. And um, I started training when I was 28. That was 2000, 2014. Wow. Um, what kind of appealed to you about it right off the bat? Just the theatrics and the violence of it. <laughs> I honestly, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. When I used to go as a fan, and I used to go every first of the month at a place called Hood Slam in Oakland, California, and I used to sit in the same corner. So I made a lot of friends there, and we used to like travel together in caravans, and we used to go to like different shows all over Northern California and Southern California. And then when I started thinking about becoming a professional wrestler, and I, this is something that I first Serena did the first time I met her. My husband drove with me. It was eight hours to L.A., and then eight hours back because we had to go to work. But then when I saw her and she little Melissa wrestling, I said, this is the type of wrestler I want to be. Because at the time when I uh, I was watching women's uh, women's matches, uh, the talent wasn't there. It was very scarce and it was the same people around. And I was just like, is this how it's supposed to look like? I mean, you know, like, is there, is there more? And then I started seeing more and more. And then I started seeing like Japanese wrestlers and some of the very talented um Luchadoras, and, and I just got drawn. But I'm telling you, when I saw Serena Serena Deep and Cheerleader Melissa having that 30-minute match, I was like, yo, I want to do this. Very nice. And, uh, you know, I'm a fan of everything you're doing right now, uh, just tremendous stuff. But you're so good at all the wrestling stuff that isn't wrestling. Such cool looks and entrances. Like, what what is kind of like your creative process? Do you write this stuff down? What's the story behind the paint? Uh, you know, it, it must be so cool to see little kids at ringside with faces painted like Thunder Rosa. So what, what's kind of like your creative process? And how does all this come together? The paint is for AWs, uh, J Janet. Uh, she's my makeup artist and I'm a hair uh, stylist. Uh, she's the one who I'd be like, and feel violent and using these colors, just draw something. And then she does some really cool things. Like for Revolution, she talked to me about this really cool like metal thing that she wanted to wear, put in my face and she put a bunch of cool stuff. So I was very like that. And then I had a headpiece that I recycled from another place that I used to work at. And I just re reinvented it to where I was gonna wear. And I wanted to wear something very Aztec warrior-like. So that's where like the design came. So it's always like, Depending on where I'm going, like for the for Texas, like when I cook, I, the person that I wrestled in Texas, I had my Texas gear. Like it was, you know, iconic. Everybody's like, oh my God, Texas. Um, when I did my my um, a championship match, that one, um, I wanted to use some of the elements that I used for um, the, the, uh, the lights out match, which is the same type of pattern that I used for my pants. That's the same type of pattern that I had for the lights out match. Um, because it was St. Patrick's Day, but I wanted to have a flair of Mexico, which is mariachi. Everybody knows mariachi, and when you see mariachi, you know automatically know it's is uh, Mexican. Um, but that one was very very special because um, I just like I said, that was like com the complete embrace of of my of my roots, right? So it's always like trying to figure out things to like keep it um, part of my roots, but also keep it like. Um, but people can identify it and be like, oh, my God, I want to wear that. Like, you see the the piece, there is a, the painting with the, the headpiece of a falcon. That's an Aztec warrior take on that. And the gear was very Aztec, too. So it's like, I want to look like a superhero, but I also want to look like, you know, I am from from, from my roots, from Aztecs, Mayans, uh, very, like, Spanish, because, you know, I'm half part Spanish, too. So it's like there's so many different elements 
of it. And um, and when I do the paint, the face paint, or when I do it at home, like I do something simple depending on my my mood. But um, but just to see kids from all different colors, all different backgrounds, who painted with their faces is again, it's an honor because. I am, I'm, you know, I'm representing my culture and then this is, you know, it's, it's becoming more uh, accepted and they, they love it and, and they, they wear the pain too. And it seems like you're your own kind of like creative brand right now too, with your vlog and everything else that you're doing, creating content and stuff like that. What, what has that been like to kind of get, you know, use your, you know, forum for all of some of the interesting uh, content and conversations you've been able to have with some folks? I, I just love sharing some of my experiences with fans, like my traveling, my traveling vlogs that, um, unfortunately, because of traveling for, uh, uh, issues, I have not been able to like log in some of the cool places that I visited because I want them to be, I want people to be part of my journey. Like there's been so many people throughout the, the eight years that I've been a professional wrestler that have been part of my journey. And now I share what I see with my own eyes and now I'm like recording it in my camera. So, uh, like today, I was I went to take pictures at the Alamo. This is gonna be on my blog, and there was the band. I think there was like a special event for the armed forces, and the band was there. And I wanted to take a picture with the band. And then some guy said, one of the band members was, uh, you know, military guy. He was like, "You wanna body slam me?" And I was like, "You wanna be body slam? Are you for real?" And he's like, "Yeah." So I totally like lift him up, and I acted like I was gonna body slam him, and everyone was cracking up. And I was like, see, now you can say that women's world champion almost body slam you. So it was like, it's like moments like that. And then at the, even before I did that, Mark Henry's wife was just happened to pass by and, and with his, with her daughter, because they were on a field trip. And I was like, what? This is, <laughs> my life is so random. It's like, I have to share these moments with people. So um, yeah, I just, I just love doing that. And I, and I also want to share how much fans love Thunder Rosa and how inspired they are to do something different with their life. So it's like, for me to share that is so important. Very cool. So now you were the NWA champion, the pandemic hits, and then you start working in AEW as the NWA champion. What were your kind of impressions of AEW uh, upon joining? And then kind of what's grown about your whole uh, game since, uh, since arriving there? I think, um, I, what I like about it when I first came in is that I brought, I brought up, I mean, I'm talking too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I brought a flair that they didn't have. And I know, and I always say this, like, they needed that, like, little, you know, spicy fajita in there. Uh, <laughs> one of my friends, like, he, used to, he used to call me that in Japan. Um, and I, I, I just feel that I, I just uh, fit in really, really well. And then just little by little, I started just like infiltrating like humidity and they couldn't get rid of me by the time it was too late. <laughs> and also, um, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy it. There's a lot of uh, people that I that I knew from the independent scene that were working there. And um, and for me, it was like a, a huge challenge again, because I was an outsider and always, you know, having to work harder to show why you deserve to be there. And because they. I thought it was a one and done and they just kept bringing me, bringing me in, bringing me in. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Like they appreciate the work that I, that I work that I've, uh, I've done in, in the work that I can do in the future. So I know that they see value in me. And, um, and again, just like helping uh, my, my coworkers to develop the, the women's division has been really, really good and challenging at the same time. And, um, 
and now in the position that I am as a, a as a champion and, and uh, possibly a, a a leader, you know, because you can you are leading the the women's division. It is so important, and that's why um, I I am so thankful for what I have and 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 the opportunity that was given to me here at AEW because I again there's so many so many times that I doubted myself that I could make it, but there was always somebody there that believed in me, and uh, and now I'm here speaking to you. And now you're somebody, you know, when you're on the screen, you jump off the screen. You're somebody people can't take their eyes off of. So clearly you bring <laughs> something to. I'm so pretty. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's because I have two faces, you know. You yeah. don't, if you don't want to see this one, you can see this one. So it's all good. But, you know, with the, with the whole presentation, but then also with your style, it's like even, even you know, you know, there's matches you could watch where people could kind of be like, all right, I'm going to kind of check out for this little portion. Of <laughs> your, your, your style won't allow people to do that necessarily. So I think that's positive, too. I noticed, you know, on your social media and also you, you also have this mission pro wrestling uh, promotion going on. And, that, you yes. know, just through through some of the things you post, you seem very determined to build up other women's wrestlers, which you kind of touched on talking about, you know, kind of in the leadership in AEW, but also like on the independent scene too. Why, why is that so important to you? When I first started in the business, I don't think there was a woman that took the time to, to really like guide me and help me to be able to achieve my goals. It was always, um, there were some like here bits and pieces. Some people helped me, you know, and I'm very appreciative of that. And, and you guys know who you you are. But I always felt that um, there was never a space for me because of who I was, where I came from, because of my age, because of X, Y, and Z. And then if you add that, you add, you know, at the time before I created Mission Pro Wrestling, um, there was a lot of um, liberties taken on us. You know, I, I went through a lot of that. I never, I would never spoke about it. But I felt like it was the need for me to open a space for women that that kind of look like me. That never, I, I I felt like never they were never given an opportunity to maybe create this as a platform, and this will lead into something bigger, right? So when we created Mission for Wrestling, that 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 was it. Like we wanted to make sure that we were creating like real mentorship, a, a place in where women came as professionals and they handled themselves as professionals. If there was any issues in between each other that they that they could talk about it instead of going you know behind their back and, and, and doing a bunch of stuff like there is a, a, a huge change that needed for me because of all the things that I experienced my, personally that the new generations they needed to see that things can be done that way that you can be professional that you can be um, someone that can be respected and make it in the business uh, as a performer without you know sacrificing your honor and, and your beliefs and that's what we've been doing with with, with the sh with the show and and with uh, with what with what are we promoting? Um, this last Saturday we had the show and we were the only female run show in in the Wrestle WrestleCon WrestleCade I mean WrestleCon sorry uh, that run of all female show and we were super organized. It, it it just felt so good and there was one of the veterans who came and visited. And she's like, I really like the locker room because it was relaxed and everybody was there. And there was when some issues arise, it wasn't like it was brushed under the rug. No, you guys took care of it. And that's the most important part for you to feel safe. I think that sometimes it's just feeling safe and feel comfortable coming to work. And um, that's one of the things that we will say that we've been able to to foster at Mission Pro Wrestling is like the women that work there, they feel safe. And when I go to a locker room and there's not a space for us to change, especially in the independent scene, I don't care anymore. I'll be like, I need a room for my five, six girls 
they need to be changed in a place where they can take their clothes off and they don't feel like everybody's watching or they have to be putting a towel on. Like we have the right to do that. It's 2022, you know, and, um, and then a lot of dependent shows because of, you know, the space, like women have to change with men. And a lot of issues arise a couple years ago that, that there was a speak out and people talk about that. So I am very outspoken now and, and thankful because of the position that I am, I'm able to say something and people respect that. But a lot of the young ones, they feel like they can say that. But I think it's again, teaching them to be professional and be like, hey, I don't feel comfortable changing in front of the boys. Can I get another place or, or where is the bathroom where we can change? Like it's stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's just about, you know, respect and, and prof being professional and handling yourself the right way and people will listen to you. Very good. Well, congratulations on getting that going because that, that, that's tremendous. Um, what, and you have all this other free time. Just, what, what made you want to promote <laughs> in addition to everything else? Oh, yeah, right? Well, all this free time. I wish I had free time. This is like, <laughs> that, you see this office? This is where I spend probably like six or seven hours out of my day. It's here, you know, creating, coming up with new ideas for vlogs, coming up with new ideas for new businesses. Um, it's just like a bunch of stuff. Like I am just so driven and I'm like, yeah, there's a lot more in, in your gut. Like in the next couple of weeks, we're like, oh my God, she's doing something else. Like Jesus Christ, where did she find all the time? And, and, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're also the mother of a trading pro wrestler too. Is that right? Yes. Anakin Rosa, again, man, he is a bundle of joy. He's, you know, he's 16. He's trying to figure out what he wants to do. So now, because it is very difficult for us to like have him work a regular job, he found a way that professional wrestling, he can actually make more money than a regular job. But that means he needs to train and he needs to start looking for bookings and stuff like that. But yesterday, actually, he was like, you need to help me how to create merch. And then we're like bouncing ideas on what kind of merch he wants to do. So he's a little entrepreneur now. So he's looking for that. I don't think he wants to do a vlog yet because he knows it's a lot of work. He was talking to my media guy yesterday he's like can you like edit my 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 vlog and he's like do you know how much it's gonna cost he's like never mind i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> so i'm teaching him the ways uh, my husband and i this has been a family business now for seven years and we're teaching him the ways hopefully if he decides in the future that he wants to become a full-time professional wrestler well completely on board if not he knows that um you know Getting a good trade and learning a good trade is very important to succeed because for me, I mean, I went to college, I'm still paying for my student loans and I'm not using my degree. It's, it's just how resourceful you can become to be successful. And I that's why I tell him, like, you have all the, the access to education, you have the access to many different things. It's just that, like what I tell everybody when I do my speeches, it's all about commitment and dedication. If you don't commit to something, it's going to be very hard for you to be successful. You have to commit. And that's what I tell him. Like, if you're going to commit to this life, you know it's going to take a lot from you, from relationships, from family, from everything. But you will be very happy if, if you want to travel, if you want to meet people, if you want to, you know, be a professional athlete. Like, you already have the foundation set for you. But it's all up to you. So tell me what the heck the deal was with you and Dave LaGreca. How, how did that happen? And, and where did that <laughs> relationship go? Honestly, I don't I mean, yeah, I remember what happened. So we, he like was very supportive. He had me on Busted Open Radio before I was famous. Then we were talking about when I was the NWA uh, champion. And then I was, I was in a, a feuding with Britt Baker. 
and he posted a picture, one of those, because he had like 30 days of different, um, or like 60 days of t-shirts, and he, he wears a t-shirt every day of a different wrestler, and he wore a DMV t-shirt. And I called in after we were going back and forth on social media on Twitter, and I called in and I called him out and I said, you know what? If you you said you're gonna be my friend, I can't believe it. You're like you're a traitor. Um, I am challenging you to wrestle me at a Mission Pro Wrestling show in May. That was last May, and it just took off. It was him and I. We were just like going at it for a minute, and then um, he came. I beat his ass. Um, we had like 600 people witness this. It's, it's on Orange Crush magazine. A lot of the pictures are there. And then um, we continue with the feud. And I planned for months. Like this, like this is how psycho I became and obsessed with him. I planned for months to take over his house. So I talked to Violetta and she let me in. And I literally took over his house and took over his show. It was one of the greatest things I ever done. Uh, I shove a sock in his mouth and give him a wedgie and tie him up with tape. <laughs> All of this is online, guys, that you can do it. And then um, we finally have a blowout match in where he didn't he didn't wrestle. I wrestled Amy Luck on a street on a street match, and he went through like a gazillion, you know, b- bottles of uh, cans of beer cans. I spear him through that, and that thing went viral. Uh, and after that, you know, we breathe a hatchet. He still has to get a tattoo. He still <laughs> has to get a tattoo. And I told him that I will get a tattoo with him because we're best friends. Now we'll get the same tattoo. But uh, but yeah, so now we are besties. We uh, we talk all the time. You'll let her talk all the time. By the way, she did a great roast. I was dying when I was listening, I'm listening to it. She's a comedian. Um, but we are really good friends. And he's a very good, very, very good support of independent wrestlers. And I... People don't understand like the influence he has in professional wrestling. What Busted Open has does has done for a lot a lot of people like me, and um, and is going he's going to do for future future stars. So uh, I'm very thankful for his friendship and his uh, professionalism with all of us, and um, and I have nothing but respect for him. And I would love to wrestle him at least once <laughs> in an amicable way. Though. That's very good. So who do you, who do you have eyes on, kind of as opponents right now, future opponents in and out of uh, AEW? In and out of AEW. Well, I will love, love, love. I know Emmy Sakura. She had a show two, three weeks ago, and she called me out. Um, she's one of the opponents that uh, she's been with AEW for a while, but she has not been able to be on a championship level. And she has a lot to offer. She's she's done a lot of work with women's wrestling in the Joshi arena. And I think that will be a very good and interesting matchup. Because I never ha- actually wrestled her one-on-one. Um, I would love to wrestle some women in Mexico. Because it's never been done before. And probably perhaps defend this title in Mexico. Fabia Pache is one of my, uh, one of the opponents that I would love to have. She is, I mean, she's a head, they have a lineage of, of luchadoras in her family. You know, and she is top notch, you know, one of the best in the world. Um, I would love to go to Japan and, and wrestle for Tokyo Joshi Pro and wrestle some of their top stars there uh, or some some of the top independent professional wrestlers out there in a big show. Um, in in terms of uh, AEW, oh, my God, there's there's I never wrestle Tony Storm. I think that would be a really good one. I never wrestle one on one with uh, Ruby Soho either. So. That's another great one. And honestly, 
like I said before, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm ready. I'm ready to be a defending champion. All right. Thank you. So we're going to move to something we call the uh, three count now. It's going to be three quick questions and your uh, your responses. So here we go. Uh, uh -oh. Who are <laughs> three people, uh, could be wrestlers, non-wrestlers, on your taco vlog wish list? Dustin Rhodes. I won the baby assassin, Mr. Moreno, the UFC former champion. And, man, a singer. I would love to have a singer here. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a Latina singer, Thalia. She's one of my most favorite singers of all times. You probably don't know her. She's a soap opera actress. <laughs> I have to get, hit Google on that one. Um, what is the transition like from Thunder Rosa to mom? There's no transition. She's, she's, uh, Thunder Rosa's worse than Melissa, actually. Uh, you should ask my son. She hates, she hates Thunder Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, if you weren't a wrestler, what would you want to be doing job-wise? Wow, that's a really good one. Um, I'll probably be a family therapist right now. Why? Why, why that? That's what I was going for before uh, wrestling found me. I was applying for uh, school of social work for, and to become a family therapist. So I was on my way to uh, tell people what to do in their relationships with their families and their kids. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us. You can catch Thunder Rosa on EW uh, Dynamite, which is on Wednesday nights, and Rampage, uh, which is on Friday nights, on uh, TBS for Dynamite and TNT for Rampage. Thunder Rosa, thank you so much for joining us today on Under the Ring. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on this week's episode of Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I want to thank Thunder Rosa, as well as John Schneider of All Elite Wrestling for helping set this one up. Next week, we're going to be chatting about Wrestling Junkie. What is that? Well, it's a brand new website, courtesy of USA Today Sports. You're going to be hearing a lot more about. And we'll be joined by the person leading that charge, Nick Tilwalk. Thanks for joining us, and have a wonderful week.